welcome or welcome back it's been a hot minute it has, and i'm megan and this is modern medieval the podcast uh yeah so it's been a while but again life in a pandemic yeah. is challenging and our dear Ello got sick again <laughs> yeah so but to be fair it's my first it's my first covid but yeah that's been it's been a bit of a slow recovery yeah so we have plans for like really exciting in-depth episodes you know in the future but because Ella's been a bit under the weather and I have had a bit of a hectic research schedule with two major deadlines in the past two weeks we decided kind of off the cuff well I guess Netflix decided for us uh, season four of Disenchantment just dropped. <laughs> so we just kind of thought we would talk about the first few episodes, our feelings, and kind of just have this be a super brief, free flow, just to get our voices back in your ear space kind of episode. So, um, Ello, did you have you watched any of the episodes? Like- so I watched the first two. Okay. Um because I had a fe- for some reason I was under the impression that there were two so I like planned my weekend to watch two and then I like when I went on it I saw that 10 actually had been released that was so, my fault that no was totally no fault. It, it's completely fine well because I, I thought like when I when I saw it because I messaged Ella and I was like oh just enchantment there's more uh like on IMDb and stuff it was only showing info for two episodes so yeah. it's like oh they're gonna do a slow release but then when I started watching it, I got through the two and it went into episode three. And I was like, wait, are they all here? And then the next yeah. day I was like, oh, no, they are all there. So, yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a baby toe dip into the yeah. season three. <laughs> I thought like they, um, I thought it was quite cheerful, actually. So obviously, like the episode one, you're in hell and, and mm-hmm. everything. But I feel like the main character just always manages to get away from bad situations really easily I feel like that's just kind of too quick you know like I don't understand how I did you have this because um when I started I guess I just forgot where the yeah I'd forgotten what happened yeah and I was like did I miss something what is going on um and yeah I felt like you know because there's been this huge build-up to you know, I guess Bean having to marry Satan as a um, payment for Dagmar for something, something uh, that, I mean, it all is kind of quote unquote resolved in that. Like it's not, I bet it'll come back later in the season, but yeah, it just kind of all happened in that episode. And then we kind of moved on into more um, character oriented episodes. Like this is where Zog is. This is where, um, Elfo and Lucy and stuff are in like the next episodes yeah I thought like mm -hmm. I felt like it was kind of brushed over because they put such an emphasis on this I feel like they Mm -hmm. resolved a lot of things like for example I like just watched the first two episodes I watched uh the one with the with where where they're in hell and then uh, the episode with Elfo Mm -hmm. and you like have a whole answer as to who his mom is and like what happened and his past and I feel like it was just like I feel like maybe they resolve this at the end of the season 
But I felt like, you know, it was like very chapter wise. This is what happens in chapter one. This is what happens in chapter two. But these yeah. were like massive things that like had been alluded to in season one and season two and season three. So yeah, I felt a bit surprised that they like just brushed over them so quickly. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from and I agree in a way. And I've gotten a bit further into the season than, than you. Um, yeah. And I don't know, it's just interesting because I mean, I still have really conflicted feelings about the series. Like I enjoy watching it and I think we talked about this, but it's not my favorite thing ever. Yeah, like if it weren't for the fact that it's something we can mm-hmm. talk about, I don't know if I'd still be watching season four, if that makes sense. Yeah, same. Um, unless I just needed like to kill time. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I read through just like a few kind of blog posts, just kind of curious what other people's thoughts yeah, on the season are and kind of testing the water. And a lot of people are like, yeah, this is building up to be um of like a show that could potentially continue going on and on and like world building and character building. And I'm just kind of like, I feel like they just keep creating obstacles that feel out of nowhere to keep the storyline going rather than a coherent or cohesive whole. Like a telenovela. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, a, yeah, like a soap opera where they're just like, what's the twist going to be this time? And I mean, I guess that, you know, the creators who have like made the Simpsons and like Futurama and stuff, that is definitely a part of their, um, Process. their, yeah, storytelling style. But I don't know. I just feel like with the setup of this series and that, I, I feel a little exasperated. No, I agree with you. I feel like, the series I like the most are the ones where like they start episode one and they know what the final episode mm-hmm. will be and then they change things along the way and obviously like different seasons mean that they change the storyline more or less but they have a final idea yeah like this is just kind of like taking you on a ride just for the sake of the ride you know yeah, I mean, and I, there are definitely shows that I love where you're on the ride for the sake of the ride. Like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or mm. Arrested Development was good with that for the first three seasons. And then it, you know, jumped the shark and went off the rails. But I agree with you. There is something really powerful in a series that has the end game in sight the entire time. And um, also, I have found that a lot of series, when they're successful, um, they overstep their bounds even if they see that in line you know like Mm. there are quite a few series where I'm like oh you should have just stopped at season five but you had to do seven or nine seasons and it's just drawn out yeah and you kind of lost some of that oomph Mm -hmm. Uh, you know as a Buffy fan some people say that that happened uh post season five for the final two seasons um you agree I see the merit in it and I but I season six is my favorite season um Mm -hmm. and I think that it's like where it ends is quite uh strong uh so I think that's kind of an exceptional example but um I mean I'm trying to think of like other series like some people say that with like Gilmore Girls right or it should have ended sooner but I get that they're going with like Rory's college experience Experience, yeah um and then you have shows 
like fucking Grey's Anatomy that oh my god ended on so long ago but it's just a cash cow at this point um and I loved Grey's Anatomy oh my god I did too I must admit that like since season 10 or something Mm -hmm. once they killed off like a few of the main characters I was like this is not getting to the point where it's not interesting yeah spoiler but yeah season 11 after the plane crash when they kill Lexi and McSteenie I was like I'm done Mm, ripped my heart out uh because they both it was just uh, and I was there's an episode uh in like that season 12 following where Christina is just like we've been through two bombs ferry crashes plane crashes like she listed all the like crazy stuff that had happened and she was like what next and now they're on season like 15 and I'm just like I don't get yeah, it it's a bit much like it's yeah. also boring like at some point she caught co- i think she catches covid and goes into a coma and sees everyone again oh see i, I don't even know i i totally yeah. tuned it out i was like i have no more patience for this or yeah. another series is uh which was a hard one for me and i now that it's officially over i need to see how it ends but supernatural uh the first five seasons are fucking amazing and the creator, Eric Kripke, was like, this will always be a five-season series. Like, because he had the end in sight, you know, yeah. and that didn't happen. And there's 15 seasons. 15? That's a lot. And they hold up quite well, I would say, until season nine. You're like, okay, this story arc is still... It works. ...viable, you know? And then it gets into this crazy angel and demon mythology and quest and I mean that mythology the complexity of it I admire but as like a storytelling you're just like what more can they go through just yeah end end it. it yeah um but yeah now now that I know that it's over I'm like okay I have patience to watch four more seasons because but yeah with disenchantment it's because we haven't finished the season I guess maybe we will pedal back on kind of like what we're saying maybe this story arc continuation resolution is kind of like false friend stuff who knows but yeah it's it is back so we've still got some modern medieval you know in the atmosphere in the air uh it's definitely having a return we've got the new david eggers film coming out later this year that's vikings which you know those are super popular right now And um, so the medieval is definitely making its kind of presence known, which is nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And I don't know, Ella, if you saw like the Oscar, you know, poll nominations and everything like that. But people were were like, oh, the last duel got snubbed. And even though we literally just covered that, I was like, I forgot that that was even a contender like in the calendar year for this. That wasn't a good film. But also, yeah, like, I mean, like, Jodie Comer's performance was great, um, as was Adam Driver's, but yeah, nothing exceptional. No, that wasn't worthy of anything. Um, but, yeah, so it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, but if that happened, well, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> I really like Adam Driver. I think he's Me very cool. too. My friend sent me the, cause this is medieval. And she asked, she was like, is this 
is this relevant? And it's a picture of like Adam Driver, I guess it um, like resting face, right? Because, and it says, some people have resting bitch face. Adam Driver has resting quote, professor of theology listening to his students present a report on religious symbolism and medieval art that they copied off of Wikipedia and quote. (laughs) (laughs) And if you Google it, it is quite true. And I just thought that was really funny. Um, So worth sharing. Oh, Adam Driver. What a hunk. What a hunk. I think that what's really cool about him is that he's just not like that stereotypical looking. So I feel like that's what is also his appeal. Yeah. No, I mean, he has a very narrow, sharp face. I mean, he has Mm -hmm. a big nose. Yeah. But he's just up. His massive man. Yeah. Massive, but like skinny, but muscular man with these like fucking huge hands that (laughs) you're just I mean I also have baby hands so (laughs) I'm like they're so big uh but yeah so we as we said at the top of this episode we'll have some more exciting things to share in the future when we are not COVID brain slash post article and chapter submission brain (laughs) Uh, yeah, we're hoping to bring in some literature into your space, some more um, kind of be outside the Eurocentric medieval medievalism space, trying to set up some um, guest episodes and everything. So please bear with us. We uh, sometimes trickle through with silly little episodes like this, but, you know, this is just a side project. Exactly. So- the expectations should be, you know, we modest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we try our best. We try our best and we enjoy doing this and we just hope that you enjoy listening. So, yeah. On that note, Ello. So without further ado, if you've enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more, please know that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Amazon, Audible, basically wherever you listen to your podcast, just type Modern Medieval po- the Podcast or Podcast. Um, if you want to interact with us, we're on social media. You can find us on email, just type modern.medieval.podcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. Our handle is podcast.modern.medieval. And we have a Facebook group and Facebook page as Modern Medieval Podcast. And finally, we've got a Twitter. Yeah, and on our Twitter, you can follow us under the handle at medieval underscore modern, where we post updates about our episodes and, you know, any kind of fun medieval news that we see. And yeah, thank you so much for giving us time to uh, enter your headphones or stereos. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Please reach out to us on any of our platforms for any comments, questions, suggestions, etc. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Megan. I'm Ello, and this is Modern Medieval, the podcast.